0: Don't worry, I'll I'll figure it out. I I think I speak loud enough where they should hear me. Uh, So I want to encourage everyone. You know, when uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Bobby kind of like uh, broke the seal on Nehemiah for us, and it was wonderful. And then our brother shared and... Uh, it wasn't on Nehemiah, but it was in Malachi, and there were there was a lot of a lot of good stuff that the Lord kind of, in the form of manna, He gives to us, and it's important. And I'm just I'm speaking to myself and to you and to everyone that they, it it's really beneficial. To kind of, when you go home, you, you know, to turn that stuff over in your mind. You know, you know Bobby shared, and, and there will be some things that stand out to you. And these are the times that the Lord can speak directly to your heart, right? So some of the things that I turned over over the last couple of weeks was this idea of the wall and as, and it was funny because you know I'm sitting back there and I'm fiddling with that stupid computer and and I and I'm listening and uh, Bobby he uses the word it makes a distinction the wall makes a distinction and I was thinking that very word when he said it and I was like you know that the Lord so that prompted me over a period of the last couple of weeks, to, to just turn it over in my mind. Tom shared last week, shared, I mean, that was, a, that was really powerful. Thank you, brother. Both, thank you. Um, but it dawned on me, you know, because the phrase that was used, there were a couple of things, a couple of phrases. And one is um, that at, at its bottom, the table, the Lord's table, became common. And the worst thing is it became a weary. And the reason why I encouraged you at the start of all this to read Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther, these things are happening. So when, when the Jews went into captivity, the end of Nehemiah marks about 150 years after that point when they went into captivity. And that story is not so cut and dried. You know, so who rebuilt the temple? Uh, that's a question. Who rebuilt it? People. He did but who rebuilt the temple before him? The Lord Jesus. Nope. <laughs> Ezra? This is what I'm saying. That Ezra, didn't, Ezra didn't rebuild the temple. Ezra went back. If you read Ezra, he doesn't show up in that book until chapter 7. Well, you know what? <laughs> so that's part of this. <laughs> was the guy that went back and started, the, started this process, the foundations. And you know, when, we, when, when our brother shared this morning around the table, and he talked about when, when Abraham split all this stuff and the birds came. You know, and that... That. So, this is the first covenant. Is that, I mean, is it fair to say that with man, you know? The first one. And what picture do we get? The enemy enemy comes in to despoil and defile this precious... During the time that they were rebuilding the temple with Belshazzar, I, you know, I, <laughs> um, he was the governor that uh, that was established. So he's the one that kind of like did this, but he only got so far. And the reason why he got so far is because the birds showed up, started writing letters. If you let them build that. These people have caused nothing but problems for the kings and the people and, and all this and that and the other. They are nothing but trouble. They get, the king gets the letter and he says, we need to go back and we need to look at the records. They go back, they look at the records and say, you know what? They're right. Stop the building. Then they get a word from the Lord. Haggai and uh, 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 Zechariah. They get a word. Uh, then Zerubbabel uh, uh, the shows, shows up. And they start building again. And what happens? Those birds come back. and write a letter. Right? So you get this story in Ezra. So uh, it's not a mistake. I mean, so the impetus was, or the reason why we're studying um, Nehemiah is because we have this book that is, like, spectacular in its, you know, in the, the messages in the book. But really, in Hebrew texts, it's Ezra slash Nehemiah. It's the same story. And at the same time, the reason why I say... Should read Esther it's because that's happening at the same time. So I I want to say, I, I first I, I I haven't shared what when I first started, I said there was some nuggets of gold that were dropped for us to pick up. And one of them was, and Bobby shared this. In Revelation chapter 21, it says, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. When... So when I when I look at the scriptures or in, in many aspects of my life I read this story about Nehemiah I, I was, you know he was lost and broken in the very first chapter you know Nehemiah was he was he had the job jobs he had a sweet gig you know in Susa, that was actually the summer palace. So he was summering in Susa. <laughs> That's, this is a guy that was born in captivity. Now here's a guy that, that what did he have? You know, they say that Christianity is, um, will last as, um, well, how do they say it, to the next generation. So you've got to be careful. They were careful. They passed their faith. Along, And here you have a guy, never laid eyes on the temple. Probably heard all kinds of just unbelievable stories about it. And uh, probably would have loved to have seen it, but, you know, they came back. His buddy, or people came back, him, and he said, hey man, how was it going in Jerusalem? And they're like, it's bad. see, we're called to have this wall of distinction. It's not there. And what happens? He's, he, he, all he has are the stories. All he has is what's been passed down to him. Not suggesting that that's not important, but I'm saying this guy has been, it's been a spectator sport. For him. For his whole life. Here he is. He's he's summering in Susa. Living the dream. If that's what you want to call it. They took parts away f- from this poor guy. But, <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a pretty sweet gig going on. And the only thing that that he can think of is, Lord, I can't. I, I'm we you know, we learned on Thursday about, you know, when he sat there and he looked at his own life and he's living in the lap of luxury, he has an ear, he has the king's ear, he's got um, all these he's got a you know a whole lot of influence. And all we can think about is how it's laying in ruins. And, and so, and so what I'm, the point that I wanted to make was, you know, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, so I'm trying to get into Nehemiah's head and I, let's look, look at a word picture. So you have a guy that's at the Jerusalem wreckage site and he, he's coming in and he walks where the wall would be and he just says, this in here, is the same as what's out there. There's no difference. Can't be. So, we learned about, and I think Bobby shared it, about the Lord's promises. What has the Lord promised us? He, that's unfair. <laughs> I want to hear all of them. <laughs> Salvation. Salvation. The, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. They're going to be my people, and I'm going to be their God. That encompasses all the, pro, all the promises. And it's a wonderful thing. And we we hold on to that. Like, and we fight for it like the third monkey on the ramp to the ark and it's starting to rain. <laughs> so, the, the point that I'm trying to make about that is... We have these promises. We've got the uh, the pictures that we have. This thing that we're reading about, this went. This was over a hundred and fifty year period. You know, if you put it in perspective, this nation has been around for two hundred and forty six years or whatever it is. The Lord's time. He's playing the long game. And our perspective matters on this because when when we look at things in our own life we see that we see wreckage and we see and I'm speaking for myself I'm sure this isn't true for any of you but you see some of the wall down where there's no distinction between that area and the world. Be honest. I think that I'm in good company. And and the reason why I'm comfortable saying that is because the state of the church, the wall's down. And it's not only the walls, but the gate is down. So what what do we know about the gates and it's in in Jerusalem? We learn about it in Deuteronomy, but what do we know about what happens at the gates? They close. They open and close. But what else happens? Oh that's where really the elders sit in judgment We've got Legal matters. You got legal matters being dealt with at the gate. And that means that you owe a debt, whatever it is, you're going to pay it. So for th- them, you know, that was on the physical side. Our gates, what do we say? When we come up to that gate for the first time, what do we find out? We owe a debt. We're indebted. And what's our solution? Now we can say the word or the name. Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Your debt is paid. Come on in. So the temple that has been rebuilt here there's no nothing surrounding this, you know the the, the temple is there but there's nothing making it distinct the gate, anybody's in and out and in and out and the reason why that's important is because we have abandoned as a church not talking about a nation I'm talking about the church. We have abandoned the things that make the church distinct from the world. So we can walk in this gate, you know, so we have this gate, and everybody knows it's it's accepting the Lord Jesus, this is the gate, but you walk over here, there's not, no wall. You can just walk right back out and there's nothing to stop you. There's no Line of distinction. And this starts with me. And it starts with you. We, for the sake of tickling ears, we have allowed things in that have wrecked our walls wrecked them to make sure that it's palatable we have watered down everything not just the word everything this is not to condemn anybody we are looking at the state of the temple of God the walls and the and the buildings And we have allowed this. You know, one of the things that we should teach everybody when they walk through that gate is any preconceptions that you have, forget about them. Here's the first thing. The Lord loves you. Second thing, He died for you. And everything that you think you know about God is probably wrong. Because you hear stuff like, God is love and they take it completely out of context. You know, when, when um, Aaron's sons burned strange fire, there was an immediate reaction. And the Lord didn't say, I am love. He said, I am holy. He's holy. And we forget, I forget, The walls are down on the church. So that's the bad news. The good news is, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. That's the end of the story. He's going to have his way. Part of this, if you look at Ezra, if you think about it, all this is happening. The enemy is coming in and he's... Stopping it, it's starting. Stops it again. How many times was it? Was the temple torn down? Three? Was it? Was it three times? I think it was three times, right? I think it was three. I'm trying to think, but um, you know that's not the whole story. At the same time that this whole process is going on, the temple was trying to be rebuilt the walls are trying to be get rebuilt what else is happening and they it came this close to happening annihilation, annihilation? complete annihilation with Haman and Mordecai and Esther and uh, is it Artaxerxes is it Artaxerxes all this is happening at at one time thank goodness that Esther was a beauty <laughs> The, the enemy, this onslaught, he doesn't want to just kill, um, you know, he wanted to kill them and take everything. We need to remember that when we're, when we're at our weakest, at our lowest. The enemy wants to come in, he wants to take and kill everything. And we have this picture of This wall being rebuilt, and you get they you know this you know so they were uh, so the people the people that would carry the stuff they would have a weapon in one hand and they'd be carrying the other and then the people with the trowel and this and that and the other they would have a sword at their side right and this went on day and night the the this idea of being uh, vigilant about it. Wow, that you could not separate the two. The vigilance was part of the process of rebuilding. And we have a sword. We've got armor. The armor, by the way, is not just individual, the armor represents the whole body because not everybody is going to be a shield. Not everyone's going to have the breastplate of righteousness. And that is a whole body set of armor and we fight while we're doing the work you cannot separate the work from in 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 this case there's no separation between the work and the spiritual they 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 coexist and they're like this it's a good picture for us We're not, um, or at, at least, we're not, our trajectory is faulty, at least from what I can see. And here's the thing, is when, when our eyes tell us that all is lost, because they do, I don't know about how you guys are, but our eyes oftentimes say, there, there's nothing left. You know, they, their identity, the, Jew, the Jews, their identity was completely taken from them. And this whole thing, you know, the starting and stopping and the failures and the people coming against them. You know, I mean, we can, we can say that that's going on today, right now. This very second, there's places in the world that are are because of Christianity. They're 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 just warring over it. That you can see. Well, we're in a war right now where you've got folks that have that don't that have not left um, their their ideas about God at the door and studied the Word. I, I can't stress enough. The Bible means what it says. The Bible means what it says. If you want to write that down, it it would be a very helpful thing to look at every day because we all need to look at that. It means what it says. They had this issue in, in Ezra, and it was about... It was what happens when that wall is down. So in Ezra, it was they were marrying heathens. Filth. They were giving their daughters in marriage, and they were their sons were marrying out and this and that, and it was making a big problem. And it was a problem. It was a problem on the spiritual side, and on the practical side, it was a big problem. At the end of the book, it says... And you know, some of them had foreign wives and they had kids. Well, you know what? That really creates a problem. They had a big to-do over it. In Ezra, they had a huge meeting. I mean, it was like, oh, I'm not doing that, this and that. And they says, look, we gotta talk about this because we're either gonna do it right, or there's no point in doing it at all. Back to there's reason for us to be optimistic because the Holy Spirit is a a rubbable times infinity and he's going to do it. But we have a role. We, everyone here, has a role that they need to be willing to put their hand to the plow to have a mind to work. And so they make distinctions where, you know, they 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 name the masons and the carpenters. And then the other people they gave out of the fruit of whatever it is that they did. Right? Which gives the idea that it's like everyone everyone has a role to play not just pastors not just deacons and elders every and i will say that in this body of believers it it this this principle plays out the the rubber meets the road and i'm super grateful for that but the church in general one time i was talking to a buddy friend who's a believer and he left his church, and I, and I just says, what'd you do that for? And he says, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I just didn't feel good when I left. And I just said, you know, I'm not quite sure that that's part of the process of building the church, that you have to feel as if, you know, you're okay, you know. I, and, and you know, I, I hope you understand what I mean by that. It's, hey, you came and showed up through your money in the, in the till and just go about your business and we'll see you next week. That's the impression that I was left with, right? It's just like, you know, you want to know why the walls are down? That's why the walls are down. Everyone has a role, and no role is too small. Now, I'm not a carpenter or a mason, but I have a place. Because that wall, there was nothing left of this. I mean, when they built that wall, there were things that's like, we can't build this. We can't replace the wall here. We have to put this on David's wall, you know, or whatever. You know, we got to get these gates out you know how many days did it take 52 days to rebuild the wall was it 52 something like that now how many years was the stop and the start and this you know so Nehemiah was 15 years after Ezra it took 50 years to build the temple something like that was it 50 52 49 something like that I can't remember doesn't matter <laughs> but the whole process was done in 150 years and the people that saw it, that were familiar with the old temple cried said not even close but the Lord says the latter temple the temple that I'm gonna build is gonna be glorious that 's what we hang on to when those, when we 're attacked by the enemy, we hang on to that. when we see the church and say there's no hope, the walls are down we 're done. How many people in, in how many Jewish people said that back then? Because let me tell you something: the Jews are not an optimistic people <laughs> it's when well, you woes me and even higher people. To represent them in whoa, so I just so be be encouraged. N- no, so my dad when I was in when I played baseball, my dad was a great baseball player. He, he got drafted by the Baltimore Orioles. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> he was a great baseball player, but he was that guy. It was all fundamentals. He was just like, you know. Don't worry about if it hits you in the face. It'll only hurt for 10 minutes. You know, like, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, he's like one of those guys. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, But it was always, whatever you're doing, keep your head up. Keep, look, you're always looking for every, for every scenario on the field. He drummed that into me. I was I was like, I was like knee high to a grasshopper playing shortstop with everybody was like years older and I was playing shortstop and my dad just drummed that into me. You always don't you know and if I make a mistake of the uh, uh, well, that's a story for another time, but the uh, the philosophy, the uh, uh, the advice, the coaching was spot on. Be vigilant about your own life. These are hard words for me to say. And I know if everyone's honest, we don't like to self-criticize, to to do any self-examination because it costs us something. That is part of the process of a heart to work. The Lord can use anybody. A lot of people, you've heard people say, oh, godless man, the Lord's not going to use that. That is nonsense because Cyrus, Darius, Artaxerxes all got the word. And they did it. You know, well, so Cyrus was like, you know what, why don't you go back, take this money and make sacrifices and pray for the life of me and my sons. So this was all about him, right? But the Lord did a work. And it was, it was it started. Be patient. Be vigilant. Because the Lord, we we learn something every day in the Lord. We learn something when you have someone that shares a word. Our brother shared the table's defiled. You're bringing garbage. My initial reaction is, man, what are those guys doing? They shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. Shame on them. The real question is, like, Paul, how about you? Are you bringing garbage? Are you bringing something that doesn't belong at the table? It might be good, but is it the best? Spoiler alert, I'm guilty because sometimes there's a blemished sacrifice. The walls are down. They're down. They're going to be rebuilt. It's in the process of being rebuilt and we're being attacked on a daily basis, on an hourly, by hour, by minute, by minute. And that's not going to stop. Re-Abraham and the first covenant. The enemy came in to try to spoil it. And he's going to continue to do that. There's no rest on that side. Vigilance and a mind to work. So, what is that? So, practically speaking, it's, you know, mankind has always created complex systems. Has anybody ever, like, heard that term, complex systems? And the, the thing about working with complex systems, there's no easy answers. The Jews. Uh, you know this this idea of you don't boil a, a lamb in its mother's milk, and then they made all this complexity around it. You know that's simply you know I watched there was a um, there was a, uh, an abortion uh, uh, pro-abortion folks that were out in San Francisco or something like this, and they were all dressed in black. And what they were doing is they were taking gallons of milk or buckets of milk and pouring it over themselves. Just flying right in the face—sorry, right in the face of that—and that the Lord was simply saying, respect life, and don't don't do something like take the that, that which gives um, succor or whatever the word sakor um, to this little life, and don't boil him in it it's respect that. And we so what what happened the juice made this into something that it wasn't. We do that all the time. We have so many complex systems. I, we don't know where to look half the time. I'm I'm saying life in general. And and that's the way the enemy wants it. Here it is. Be in the word and be in prayer and be humble. Uh what, what is it, oh man? what is that Micah in six, eight. yeah Micah six eight love justice or do mer- do justice, mercy. love mercy <laughs> walk I can walk walk humbly with your God that takes some of the complicated stuff out of what everything that we complicate so I, I'm just going to close with that and I um, so you know guys you know, as we move forward, you know, it, it's time to fish and cut bait. I mean, you know, you know we, can, we can keep our, our walls down and let anything go. And th- so that wall, our wall, is not a wall of condemnation. It just says, look, th- this, there's a little difference here. There's a lot difference here. Here's the gate. Here's a guy that paid your tab. Says, you're free to go in. And you go in and you find, that's so why you leave your stuff at the gate, right? And you go in and says, all right, how does this work? Well, the Lord's word is how it works. Remember, do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Lord Jesus, we're...